Arizona basketball with top five perimeter potential and Kylan Boswell makes the U19 team. What does that all mean? Let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get to this show. Um, but first, let's talk about Kylan Boswell. As we've talked about many times, I believe that Kylan Boswell uh, needs to be the best player on this Arizona Wildcats basketball team. Um, and there's a myriad of reasons why. Uh, first, he's the point guard. The point guard in college to me is still the most important position on the court. It's different in the NBA now where it's wings. I get all of that. But in college to me, it's still the most important position. Um, you got the ball in your hand. You set the tone for all of the players out there. It's basically, you know, essentially you got to be able to do what you can do out there. Um, and Kylan Boswell is the player that I think Arizona fans really, really wanted to see um, more of last year. Now. Tommy Lloyd obviously liked Kirk Creesa a great deal. And again, Tommy Lloyd, 61 and 11. I'm sitting here talking about him. So take what I'm about to say for uh, face value. But, you know, I also think that Tommy Lloyd uh, messed that up a little bit. Kylan Boswell by the end of the year was better than Kirk Creesa. Kirk Creesa was a liability. Um, but, you know, people learn. I'm assuming that, uh, that Tommy Lloyd probably got that because, again, his actions – uh, we're big actions fans on this show. Actions speak louder than words. And he went out and uh, Kirk Kreese is gone. Um, off to West Virginia. Wish him luck. Um, it's going to be a different brand, <laughs> different animal there in the Big 12. But uh, Arizona now is Kylan Boswell. Now, Boswell has a lot of upside and can do a lot of different things that somebody like Kerr just can't do. And again, that's not, that's not really a diss towards Kerr. Kind of the way it is. Um, first thing that Kylan Boswell can really do is that Kylan Boswell can shoot. Kirk Carissa came in uh, tabbed as a shooter, not really a shooter. Um, so you got that going for you. And on top of that, he is, uh, Kylan Boswell is able to get into the paint. He is able to cause problems basically throughout. He is an impressive, impressive player right there. And honestly, I think a player who... Um, I think that Arizona fans should look at and should be uh, very enthused by about what he could possibly do right there. Um, and again, when you make the U19 team, that is a big deal because again, these are the most talented players in the country. Everybody wants to be on the U19 team, not just Kylan Boswell and having a year of uh, basketball under his belt already. It's some impressive stuff. Keep in mind, you should be a freshman in high school, as many of you do know right there. Now, um, what should uh, Arizona fans expect? I think about 14 points, five assists, something like that to me feels about right for Kylan Boswell. I'm not sure that I'd go anything more than that, but I would say that uh, I would be um, – I would say 14 and five somewhere along that uh, somewhere along that uh, that line right there. Now, um, 
Defensively, too, I expect him to be a better defensive player than Kirk Creasa was. Kirk Creasa struggled defensively, not, not exactly breaking any news right there. Um, and on top of that, just didn't necessarily ever seem that interested. creasa uh, has got a little bit of a bulldog in him right there. And by a bulldog, I mean, excuse me, Boswell's got a little bit of a bulldog in him. And what I mean by a bulldog is that, you know, you can tell that he hates to lose. He understands what it takes to win. And, you know, I think that's an underrated quality um, with uh, with certain folks. Um, but again, Kirk Creasa, big fan of what he could, or uh, Kylan Boswell. Sorry, I've been saying Kirk Creasa for three years now. But uh, Kylan Boswell, I think, could be an all-conference player. And again, I think people are maybe getting a little ahead of themselves right now. But I think he could be 14 points, uh, five assists, and all-conference. I believe he's a three-year player. Um, I don't. He's got a great feel for the game. He's got a great shot, obviously. I don't know that he is um I don't know that he's the player that is going to take over a game per se, though. At this stage, I think that's more of the junior year. This to me is a little bit of a transition year. But heck, we're gonna find out about him very, very quickly, though, because you got games against Duke, you got games against Michigan State, Alabama, Purdue, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, but again, congrats to Kylan Boswell on making the U19 team. That is a big, big deal right there. It'll be fun to watch him as well. Tad Boyle is going to be coaching him. So we'll find out with that one. Then at the, uh, the other spot right there, Jaden Bradley. Now everybody's still up or uh, not still upset, but everybody was upset at the time that Arizona lost out on Ryan Nemhard. Most people thought Arizona was going to get Ryan Nemhard. They did not get Ryan Nemhard, but but that doesn't mean that Arizona couldn't get a very good player either way, though. And they got that one in Jaden Bradley. Now, to rehash, Arizona wanted Jaden Bradley in a big way coming out of uh, uh, coming out of high school. For a while, they thought they were going to get him. Ended up losing him to Alabama. Now, he goes to Alabama, and he goes to Alabama, and he isn't great. Um, but... He still gets you six points, three assists, and again, Alabama was probably the most talented team in the country, so you need to remember that right there. Um, now, what can he bring to this Arizona team? I think he's going to be, like we talked about before, I think he's going to be more around 10 points, four assists, playing some dogged defense, um, stuff like that. Um, but... Um, uh, how do I put this? Um, he is, uh, I believe, though, he's also a bridge point guard candidate because, like we talked about, I believe the Kylan Boswell's uh, camp wants him in the NBA sooner than later. Whose doesn't, though? So, again, that's not like that's a diss or anything. But I do believe that they want him in the NBA. And a big way to uh, get that is for him to put up numbers. But no matter when that happens, Arizona will have Jaden Bradley there. Keep in mind, you got three years of Jaden Bradley. So what do you want? What does Arizona want from him this year? I think Arizona is looking for a player who can uh, be physical on the defensive side. Because keep in mind, again, we were just talking about Kirk Creasa. Courtney Ramey, I thought was a better player than Kerr. Um, but Ramey was also billed as a player coming in with a lot of defensive phys- or defensive uh, uh, chops gusto and he didn't um he didn't exactly live up to that um but you know he shot a lot of threes made a lot of threes and made some big threes though so we're not going to diminish him though but kind of coming in as this rugged defender that really wasn't his game here at all and 
you know, this kind of is what it is. Um, but uh, uh, Jaden Bradley, I think, has much higher upside than uh, um, I think Jaden Bradley, to be honest with you, has much higher upside than uh, um, uh, Courtney Ramey. Now, will he be able to realize it? I think he will. Because, again, he's also, I think, got the ability to be a better defender because you look at him physically, he's long, he's physical. He just, like I said, he really looks the part. And, again, he put up 6-3 and as a freshman on the most talented team in the country at Alabama. So just because, you know, you're moved to the, you know, just because your minutes are cut because a seventh-year senior comes back, Arizona fans, remember Javon Quinterly? I am not going to judge him at all based on that. As a matter of fact, I think it would be silly to judge him based on that. Um, So – Bradley, like I said, 10 and four, I think he's on the all newcomer team. And not only is he on the all newcomer team, I got another prediction for him as well. But now first, let's talk about FanDuel. All right. FanDuel Sportsbook, FanDuel.com backslash locked on college. Check it out. Again, um, we're in the slow time of the sports season right now. Basketball's gone. Football's gone. All of that's gone. Boo. But. You still got FanDuel here. So, and what's a way to make something more interesting? Betting on it. Now, if you bet on it, that's where it's fun because, again, you bet on it. Then you got, all right, I can bet on baseball. I can bet on uh, UFC. I can bet on a variety of different issues, right? There are a variety of different aspects. That's what we like about FanDuel.com backslash locked on college. Check it out. It'll make the offseason more interesting for you. I guarantee it. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to get back to Jaden Bradley. Then we're going to move on to some Caleb Love. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. We just talked about Jaden Bradley. Um, but I do believe, again, 10-4, and four, I would like to see him be on the all-newcomer team. And I'd like to see him flirt with being on the all-defensive team. I think he's got the ability to do that again. Um, we're holding him to a higher standard because he's got more ability right there. That's something that you always got to keep in mind. Always got to keep in mind. Now, um, Caleb Love, the lightning rod that is Caleb Love. A lot of people don't like Caleb Love. Um, I think they're being short-sighted. Now to rehash at North Carolina, he had some very high highs. He had some very low lows, but a lot of that though, I do chalk up to Hubert Davis being a bad coach. We've talked about this before. We had Doug Gottlieb on, and Doug talked about how, um, you know, at North Carolina, he said, and Hubert Davis is a great guy. Anytime somebody says they're a great guy, they're about to diss you. Um, and uh, Hubert, and he did say, he's like, well, um, yeah, uh, he wasn't a, uh, he wasn't a great, um, wasn't a great, uh, how do I put this, uh, coach as far as putting guys in position to succeed. And by putting guys in position to succeed, I mean not where you're dribbling nine times, looking for a way to make a pass, looking for a way to get into the lane, whatever the case may be. That's not what you are looking for with um, – that's not what you're looking for with, uh, with Caleb Love here at Arizona. With Caleb Love here at Arizona, I think it's going to be far more quick strike type stuff. I think, you know, one dribble, two dribbles max. All right, excuse me, three dribbles max, four maybe. 
Um, but you need to get to where you need to get to, and there's not going to be a lot of standing around. That is easier for a player to be able to navigate a defense because you got to keep in mind when you've got that, it makes things a lot easier. Um, whereas at North Carolina, defenses were able to sit on him and you know, you watch that. Now, again, if you're Kevin Durant, that's probably okay. But he's not Kevin Durant. We know he's not Kevin Durant. But you know what? Kevin Durant would not be in the transfer portal. Um, but I am a big fan of Caleb Love. I believe that Caleb Love is, should be the leading scorer on this team. I could see him averaging around 15 and 6, some, or uh, excuse me, 15, 16 points per game. Something to that level because – Again, he's got the ability to pull up. He's got the ability to get into the lane. He's just got, you know, he can just do a lot of different things out there. Um, uh, Scoring the ball comes easy, I think, for him. When he's put in the position to succeed, I think he's going to be put in that position to succeed at uh, Arizona. Because, again, look at what Tommy Lloyd's done here at the U of A. He's, um, you know, it's been one of the best offenses in the country. And last year it was without really a dominant go-to guy. Now I know as Julius Tabell has put up those numbers, but I never looked at Zoo and thought to myself that that's a, uh, you know, that that's a player that should just be able to take over that can, we can, Arizona can just get the ball to basically drove left um, in big games, kind of wilted just kind of who he was, but uh, Caleb Love, I think, wants it. Now, again, I'm not going to sit here and say that Caleb Love is going to be the second coming of Gilbert Arenas, but I think there's some real potential right there. And I think the big thing with him is if you're an NBA team, you know that he can score the ball. You just you would love to see him be more efficient. I think that's what Tommy Lloyd is going for right there. Prove to people that you're more efficient, that you can play within the uh, confines of the offense, and I think Arizona will be in very good shape. Not only that, I think Arizona will be very happy with how uh, with how that plays out because again, uh, Arizona needed a player last year who could make some plays off the bounce, and they just didn't. They just didn't have that. And not only did they not have that. Um, they didn't have a lot of guys that at least that even looked like they wanted the ball. Caleb Love, whatever you say about him, Caleb Love wants the ball in a big spot. He's shown that time and again. Now, again, he might miss. He might air ball. But he wants the ball. Last year against Princeton especially, you had a lot of times, a lot of plays in the game where uh, I don't want the ball. Do you want the ball? Kerr didn't want the ball. Pella didn't want the ball. Uh, uh, Tabellus didn't want the ball. So, Getting guys in here that at least have an alpha mentality, even if they aren't that good, that is a good thing. You want that if you're the University of Arizona. Now, um, with a uh, – so, again, I would like to see Caleb Love be on the all-conference team. I believe that he's got that ability. I believe – I and I don't believe that there's anything outlandish about expecting something like that. I'm uh, – like I said, I'm big on Caleb Love right here. I think that Caleb Love will um, – I think Caleb Love has the uh, has the ability to be the leading scorer on the team and be an all-conference guy, and I think he's going to be much more efficient. I don't believe that he's going to be shooting 53% from the field, but I think he's going to be something like 44 45% from the field, and we should all be more than okay with that one right there. All right, now, I'm going to take a quick break. going to come back, and we're going to talk about old reliable Pella Larson and where he fits in. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, we just talked about Pella Larson. Or excuse me, we're now about to talk about Pella Larson. We broke down Kylan Boswell, broke down Jaden Bradley, broke down uh, uh, Caleb Love. Now, what about our guy, the Swedish pinball? Um, 
With Pella, like we talked about, you know what some of what you got with Pella. Um, Pella is going to bring very good defense. He's going to bring a physicality about him, and he's going to bring an under uh, a, a surprising understanding of the game. Now, where Pella can be a little frustrating, and I'm not really breaking any news here, but where Pella can be a little frustrating is that you expect Pella to uh, Pella does some weird things out there. Pella will have some brain farts throughout the game, one or two of them, where you're just like, "What the heck was that?" And Pella can't dribble. Um, it's a very high, it's a loose dribble. Uh, teams, when they trap Arizona, want Pella, the ball in Pella Larson's hands. That tells you pretty much all you need to do. But it, as for one or two dribbles, Pella's fine. His set shot, I think that he'll shoot closer to 40% this year. I would like to see him come off the bench. I think that his skills are more set for coming off the bench. I think that he's uh, more comfortable in that role. I would like to see Pella Larson come off the bench. Now, what does that really mean? Because I'm just, I'm Mike Luke right here, but I am Mike Luke. But I think that uh, the difference from Pella starting to Pella coming off the bench was immense. I don't care about the per 36 people or the per 32 people, whatever you call it, um, that, uh, that say, well, you know, the stats were the same off the bench as opposed to starting. I don't care. You watched it. You just could tell where he was more comfortable, where he played better at. And there's a reason that Tommy Lloyd moved him to the bench. You don't, uh, a guy that you come in uh, talking about with all conference potential, you don't move to the bench unless there's something there that you really don't like, that you're not a huge fan of. And that's the way that it is with, uh, with Paul Larson. Um, but from a statistical expectation, 13 points, five rebounds, three or four assists, good defense. Now, um, I also could see Arizona going with a, uh, a smaller lineup with Pella at the four a lot of the time. And with Pella at the four, um, I think that is a uh, – um, I think that is a uh, – I think that could be a winning lineup because, again, he's bigger. People think he's like this 6'4", kind of skinny guy. Now nah, he's a big dude. He's legitimately 6'5", 6'6", something like that. He's a big dude. Um, and not only that – he is able to, I think, like I said, play pretty pretty darn good defense. And not only that, um, I think that he can get physical. So you could have lineups where he could be the four, and depending on Heather playing Umar Ballo, leader of men Umar Ballo, or Kashad Johnson, whoever lining up right there at the five. As a matter of fact, if you're trying to get your five best players on the court, which generally most coaches want to do, it makes a lot of sense to me to put that dude in there at some level, mainly because he is one of your five best players. And while it's probably not ideal, I think that he can fit in pretty well in that, uh, at that role right there. So we'll find out exactly where, um, where that is now. Um, as so that's kind of your, that's your core four right there on the perimeter. How good are they? I think they have the potential to be very, very good because I think you've got three guys on there that have all conference potential to them, maybe higher than that. And I think you got four double-digit scores. So you could be looking at a very good team. Then defensively, I think they can cause a lot more problems than last year's team. Because, again, Kirk Carissa wasn't good defensively. Ramey, I think people thought he would be, but he really wasn't. This team has some more dogs in it. 
Um, and that's why I think that you're hoping that uh, Arizona defensively can be better. Now, at that other spot right there, you got K.J. Lewis. I'm a big fan of K.J. Lewis. I think K.J. Lewis is going to be a good player here. Um, it's probably going to take him some time, especially when you look at the players that are in front of him right now. That's, uh, that's like I said, that's going to be a little bit of an issue for him. But I think that in the big picture, he's going to be a good player here. You look at it and you're kind of like, man, could he be, have that kind of that Jaden or that Jalen Clark type trajectory? Doesn't play a ton as a freshman, gets into the rotation as a sophomore. By the time he's a junior, he's uh, showing everybody what he can do. That's what I think that uh, you look at, plus their body types and their athleticism are similar, both strong, both wiry, athletic. I like K.J. Lewis. Like I said, I think it's probably just going to take him a little bit of time. And then uh, Paulius Morauskas. I'm going to just talk about him briefly because I think he's going to be on the perimeter at times. Um, I think he's going to be shooting some threes, finishing in the lane. I look for him to get about 10 to 15 minutes per game right there. Um, Big fan of Pauly M. And I think he's probably a, I think he's probably a future pro. And I generally don't say that about the international players. Now, uh, you might say, Mike, what about Conrad Martinez or Philly B? Well, thanks for asking. I don't see either one of those guys playing. Again, I would love to be wrong here, but I think both of those players are more kind of the roster filler practice type dude. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that um, to have those type of dudes right there. Um, so again, that's kind of where it is with Arizona hoops uh, on the perimeter. And again, I think that they've got top five national potential right there. Now, uh, next show, we're going to talk about the Arizona big men because there are a ton of them. There are some returners like Umar Ballo, like uh, uh, Dylan Anderson, like Henry Vasar. And then there are some new names that we need to talk about, like Mount Crevas, uh, Kishad Johnson, for sure. Polly M fits in there as well. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of moving parts right there when it comes to Arizona. But again, um, wanted to break down the perimeter. We are going to talk about the big men next. But have a great rest of your Monday. As always, thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. We will be back with you tomorrow.